Welcome to I Am Comics episode seven. seven. I am Josh Casper. This is the Bizarre Mumbo Jumbo, aka JJ Kirby. Holla at your peoples. What up, JJ? Hola, Josh. Well, today is Wednesday, comic book day. So we decided to talk a little bit about what came out today. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First one I'm holding in my hands, The Ultimates 2. You want to talk a little bit about that, JJ? Well... <clears throat> What to say? Well, it's I issue like one it. of Ultimates Two. Well, they did the run. They, they introduced it, and it's you know Marvel, all new, all now Marvel, and it's supposed to be the Ultimates. It's not the Ultimate Universe, and it's not characters from the Ultimate Universe itself, but it's like the Ultimates is Marvel's version of the new team to explore the the cosmos, the great beyond, other than the Guardians of the Galaxy, because they can't use Fantastic Four in the movies. So they're like, you know, we need that in the comic book, so they cancel the comic book. So they need a team to go explore the other side of the universe. So they came up with the Ultimates, which is like superhero science team. You know, yeah. Blue Marvel, um, um, America Sanchez. What is it, Sanchez? Sanchez? I don't know. Her, her name is America Sanchez? Yeah, yeah. She's dope. Like, you know, I think she, she's like, a, she can teleport like great distances and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and that's how they get around, like, the outside. Is they that Black Panther yeah, they Black Panther. Else? They got Black Panther in there. They got, uh, Kara, what is the Black... Is that Miss Universe? Be, no, what do they call her? He, she used to be, her name is Photon now, but oh. she used to be called Captain Marvel, and she's made of light energy. She was, you know, she was yeah. a black girl on uh, Avengers back in the day. And then you uh, got... Then they have actual Carol Denvers, you know, um, and who else? Galactus in the Galactus, back, like they changed. They're the, they're the reason Galactus isn't purple. Is that Gladiator right there? Not Gladiator. It's um um somebody else. I forgot his name, but he was like the uh, Captain Marvel's great nemesis, and he's made of uh like all negative energy, I think, like that. But he's, he's super duper powerful, and he all realizes right. that the universe is the Marvel universe. The entire Marvel universe, outside of things, is chained by some entity. And he's tripping the fuck out because he's like, y'all don't see this? Y'all don't see that the universe is chained up? We got to do something. Somebody has to do something. But nobody else can see it but him because he's cosmically, super, super cosmically aware. So it's like, you know, they don't believe him. Yeah. And so like, you know, and Galactus is charged by eternity, the universe, to like keep the secret of why they're chained up. So he's just like, you know, it's a whole big twist. And so like this, this negative energy dude, I forgot his name. Um, do they show him on here? They probably do. If you, if you look the right way, you can find it for me. But um, he he's uh, trying to show them and tell them like something's going on. So they're trying to see what they're going to do. So they, like I said, this is Marvel's version of the, uh, the team that can explore the great beyond like the Fantastic Four used to be able to do. Um, but since they can't make a movie with the Fantastic Four, yeah. you know, and it's like they're trying to put in interesting, cool stuff in books. The so new that, twist. You know, the new twist and stuff so the movie people ain't can ignore or just fuck up. It's like, we're going to make a whole new team to do that. So that's what this team is. Yeah. Um, it's drawn by Travel Foreman. Um, love his artwork. He, he's one of my... Uh, Colors, Dan Brown. Writer, Al Ewing. Yeah. Is it Ewing or, or just Wing? Ewing. Al Ewing. Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, cover, yeah. the cover, Travel Foreman. The yeah, art, Travel, Travel Foreman. Foreman. It was like, for me, I, I, I collect uh, books because of the art, you know? Yeah. I know which writers serve and hook it up, and I'm open to new writers. Um, I'm not really a writer snob, but I'm an art snob. Yeah. So for me, like if the art ain't dope, I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> you know. What I'm right? more with the story yeah. because like I've read comics where the art is just like stick figure art, pretty much. But but if the story can get you and you just still have some sort of art behind it, I right. will follow. But mm-hmm. there are some artists who I do just you know I love and I'll gravitate to. If 
if they're making a comic, I'm like, all right, I'm buying it just because it's them. Right. Like, then I don't care about the story. You know, and I feel that. I think for me, I'm just, I'm just, when I buy a comic book, I'm just geared the fuck in. Let's go. Let's, I'm on the roller coaster. Just yeah. take me through the loops and the turns. Hopefully it's a good one that I chose and it's not just a kitty one. So, all you right. know, I'm down with it. The next one is uh, Venom. And they're all number one Marvel now. Yeah, they just so put what, out the what whole... What does that mean? The Marvel they, now I thing. think... I forget how to explain to me. But um, the, the Marvel... It just means like Marvel right now? Or like what is... Because I never understood it either. I want to say that when they were doing the relaunch, they had uh, set books maybe to be like, you know, these are going to run for this... This storyline is going to run for this long. Yeah. And then after that, it's going to be the official official or something, I guess. Um, or... Or I hope they're not doing the thing where like each year it's like, oh, we're going to start off with new ones. Cause I'll be like, really? You give me something? Where's the continuity? Where's the love? What the fuck are you trying to do? You it, know? It's all. It's always like I always see a new uh, Marvel I, one now. I've or been seeing like, it too. It's so many times they relaunch. In fact, Marvel never officially relaunches anything either. Like you know, we're going to totally revamp, relaunch everything. They just like you know, skip a beat and. <laughs> They end comics in a weird way. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're series, they kind of end them weird where it doesn't really have an ending. Yeah. It's just another journey and it's over. And then the next issue is like a number one for the new year. You're like, what the hell just happened? Right, right. It's just I just wish they would fucking tell the story in its, in its sequence and just make it happen instead like, of trying to be yeah. all, like, you know, like, new, brand new, every, like, new, new, new. I'm like, if, if like, the new number one for Venom, they came out. I understand. Venom had a book in 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 the longest time. Yeah. So this is Venom number one. You know they, they uh you know new new team of of, of art and writing. There's a writer Mike Costa, mm-hmm. artist Gerardo Sandoval, and color artist Dono Sanchez Almara. He's dope. I fucks with him. I fucks I, I fucks with the uh, this artist. Yeah. Cause you know ever since he came in Marvel doing um what are they doing? He did a. Uh, and they did Guardians of the Galaxy when it, you know when they tried to retell it again with his style. Um, Art's not bad. He was on an X Men uh, Apocalypse when they were retelling or something or doing doing Secret Wars. He was supposed to be doing uh, X Men X Men Apocalypse for uh, Secret Wars, and it was looking dope. Like he had that Joe Mad kind of style, but yeah. it's, but it's more like you know scratchy kind of McFarlane-y. So either, either either in between the Joe Mad shapes, yeah, McFarlane. Slicker rendering and shit, but it's kind of like you know, it's it's like I'm looking at a picture that describes what you're saying right now. Yeah, it's, it's just, very stylized. It's a very, picture of Venom, but yeah, right. it's very like very stylized, stylized yeah. very stylized. And so when I look at it, am I you know, do I think he's like, oh, he's dope, he's drawing the most incredible, blah blah blah. I'm yeah. like, it is like he's he's put a he's got an interesting spin on the mix. That's why I like buying new artists trying their hands on books because you can see their spin on a you know, like I said, it's just like. Joe Mad shapes with McFarlane sensibility yeah. um, and scratchy, but it's like it's it gives you a certain vibe and mood. I'm like, oh, I want to see him develop. I want to see what's up with that. Like, keep on keep on going forth. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll fucks with it. I don't know exactly what the story is going to be about. Well, they're all number ones right now, so we true, true. It's like just said. a setup to a, a story arc, but then the bigger picture will be revealed, I guess. But the fa- yeah, but the fact that they bringing him back is for the longest time he was with Flash Thompson. Well, yeah, he had his own Venom comic there where he was a part of the army. It was like a secret special ops agent, agent, but he was also part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was out of space. He he went to the uh, original planet where all the symbiotes originally comes from. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, okay, you know, shit, what what the fuck's up? You know, they they still got him, you know, going. But now he's, he's, 
he had his own book again. I guess he's separated from the symbiote and is on a new host. I don't know who the new host is yet, but I'm going to find out. Yeah, we still haven't read any of these. We're just, you know, looking at them right just now. Just came from the comic the shop. All of you. So, yeah. Explain the cover, though. It's a nice cover. I like it. Oh, they put the, like, they have Venom crotched over uh, the logo. And it's, like, crumbling made of rocks and everything. But, he, you know, he's on top of it, like, you know, perched with his tongue, you know, hanging out all along the spittle everywhere. Venom classic Venom look. You know what I mean? Got a bunch of teeth. And it's like the colorist on it is dope. Like I yeah. said, he has the uh, he knows how to transition from in and out of light quickly to give you that feel for this dark cover um, with a with, with with a rim light that pops his shoulders out and everything and the hands he popping out what he wants. He didn't put too much rim light on the head. Yeah, it looks uh, it's just right. It's, you know, what I, mean? I like it. It's a so, nice cover. And it's like you know to be able to light up the lettering, not light up the front of him, yeah. but with a, with a backlight. He's fucking with light. He's he's fucking with uh, coloring, this, making you see some shit. There's a question I've always like wondered: is can there be like just an, a comic or an issue that the cover is just worth more than the actual story and book? Yeah, that? I have a, a, a issue of Superman that came out 2010, maybe, or I want to say 2009, maybe. But it was like a picture of Superman or a cover of Superman kicking it with Paul Kent. And they were uh, on the farm, and they yeah. were like sitting on the fence, you know, uh, sharing a beer, you know, like you know, he, Superman had a beer. Uh, oh, they both had a beer in their hand. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they both had like you know, beer, you know, yeah. on the side it said beer. Yeah. And it was like awesome. Like, all right, that's cool, you know, you know, Pa and, and, and Clark sharing a beer after a long day. Yeah. On on the ranch, that's dope, right? DC flipped the fuck out. They're like, oh shit, how'd I get by? You know, they can't be drinking beer. <laughs> so they 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 took all those covers back or took all, you know, took them off the stands and then uh, replaced the cover with uh the late instead of saying beer, it said soda pop. Of course. So then it was like they put that issue out. I forgot the name or the the issue the name of the comic specifically, if it was action or Superman or whatever, or what number it was specifically, but I know the cover specifically was that. Yeah. Inside, it was a thing where Superman, I think, needed some advice from his dad and or something, and it was something like one of those type of stories. But the cover was yeah. the the cover was the chaos. The cover was the drama, and yeah. it's like that's why they had they, they pulled it off. So like as quick as they pulled it off, I, I think it was it became a rarity, and an issue yeah. is, is probably worth something not, more than cover value because. You know, they're like, yeah, oh, they shoot. don't make, they don't make it anymore. They're not, they're not making that anymore. That's that's that was a mistake. There's only a handful of people. They were like, then. they were like, oh shit. They like, they drinking beer. They can't be drinking beer. I'm like, it was for mine when the book came out. I thought it was cool as fuck. I was like, that's dope. Yeah. Motherfuckers sharing a beer. Bam. That shit. That is, you know. You know. Dad and son sharing a beer. You know what I mean? Which is some believable shit. Yeah. But then when they switched and made the mistake, they like, oh, let's make a soda pop. I was just like, y'all some bitches. <laughs> Anybody want no damn soda? You know, but I understood. <laughs> I'm like, I know what it is. I know what they're trying to do. I, I, I know what I know what I know what it is. They're yeah. trying to be PC. They're trying to make sure that ain't nobody offended. Yeah, you know, that you're not trying to taint a legacy. Um, but that's a prime example of a cover being worth more than uh, than inside. Well, um, the next issue we have is the death of X. Uh, right. which it's a four out of four the fourth one came out today so it's over people don't know it's the x-men versus the inhumans i haven't read it yet so i really don't know that much but jj you've been reading it uh, so far how how is it um I, i've been coming back 
in getting it. Yeah. Um, like I said, if, if I'm reading something and I don't get come back, it's not because it's not dope or something, but it's like, eh, it lost my interest that quick, or I can, I can predict where it's going, and I'm not yeah. interested in knowing what the ramifications will be because it's incorporate something, something. But um, with this book, it, it was definitely like, you know, we need to replace the X-Men with the Inhumans because we're trying to, like, do something with them in the movies. We yeah. want to push them in TV. We want to get them out there. We can't do shit with the X-Men, so we're going to do it with the next thing that's closest to it. So we're going to go with the uh, Inhumans. And so they're in order to make way for the new crazy-looking motherfuckers, they have to get rid of the old motherfuckers. Yeah. So that was this book. was This series was supposed to be about... The death of X. The death <laughs> of X. So they like to have the Terrigen Mist released by the uh, Black Bolt of the Inhumans sweeping across the entire globe. And you find out that mutants, um, it, it sterilizes mutants. And in some cases, it, it sickens, gets them sick, and, and some, some it kills them. Yeah. But it's like it, it definitely sterilizes all of the mutants. Um, and also, the mist is waking up latent humans that have the potential for the inhuman gene. Yeah. So, like, you know, the cloud hits you, and you don't know if you're going to turn into a, a cocoon. And then rebirth from it as an inhuman with powers, looking different. Uh, you know, like it's a whole new, different, whole new you, and you don't know that. And that's a storyline going on with this book. But it's the thing where the as soon as the X Men find out that the Mist is doing that, yeah, Storm gets the X Men together and be like, "Yo, what's up? Or, you know, the the Mist is fucking us up. You know, did you know about this? You know, talking to Medusa, she like, I didn't know nothing about that shit. You know, we do, we can't help you with that. So they send a team out and um. In the world to try to help, you know, detour the the, the, the cloud from certain areas and yeah. help mutants and discover who's who and try to get out there, pinpoint it. But, but then what you have is Cyclops and his band of uh, mutants finding out the same information. It's like, fuck that shit. The world <laughs> needs to know. And so he broadcasts telepathically to the whole planet, you know, using Emma Frost and the cuckoos. Yeah. Um, that the mutant, like that, the inhuman mist is like, it's a death sentence to mutants everywhere, blah, blah, blah. It's going to change you and fuck you up. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just just totally went out there and, and, and fucked it up. Uh, the, the humanitarian er- efforts that Storm and Medusa were trying to go make happen. So then you have that happening. There was an incident where uh, one of the new inhumans has the ability to make large crowds of people go to sleep. Oh, damn. <laughs> and so then it's like, you know, in order to... Um, Stop a big stampede or a big, you know, a big um, stampede a big of people, mob, a mob yeah. of people. He uses abilities to put a crowd of people to sleep. Unfortunately, the X-Men were in it and they got put to sleep too. It didn't affect any of the Inhumans. So when the X-Men woke up, Storm was like, what the fuck is up with that shit, Medusa? You know, Crystal, you know, yeah. you know, what the fuck's up with that? I thought we was all on the same team and shit. And, you know, and she's like, we were, you know, we're trying to, you know, pre- you know, work out some shit and everything. She's like, y'all should we see what you're doing, you know, just, you know, it's like, so <laughs> some it's like, shady it's some shady shit. So it's yeah. making, it's making it controversial between the X-Men and the humans. And so they, they're beefing with each other. So in this issue, you know, I guess they, in the last issue, they went and got a mutant that they never really fucked with. Um, his, his name was, um, Alchemy. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was created because of a, um, a contest in Marvel hell back in the day, create a character, Arthur Adams will put, you know, or and, and Louis Simonson will put him in an actual X Factor. And um, if, if he's dope, we'll put him in X and put, make him into a real Marvel character. Yeah. So this alchemy was the character that create got created. He can like touch things and change the, uh, the, the struct, molecular structure of things. So, you know, lead and the gold and type shit like that. So they never fucked with him after that storyline until now. They brought him just back out. And so in this issue, we'll see how he uh, comes into effect yeah. with this whole storyline. Um, 
the artwork. I like it. I'm down with it. I can tell it's a artist who's been doing it for a while, but still new to the industry because his style is still developing. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of has Arthur Adams uh, detailing to it. Kind of, but you, you you described it as a cartooniness. Yeah, I, I really didn't like it. It's like I'm used to reading the more a more realistic X Men, but they they just make them look yeah more real. And this it just makes it look more cartoony, and I I get it. I, there's a lot of X Men always does that. They go between the real like realism and then the very cartoony stuff. But I I like the art too, but it's just something about it, you know. It just bugs me. I don't think X Men should be drawn that way. I think they should be drawn more real because like when you when you draw more real and you see Wolverine like ripping somebody's guts out, that looks way better than all cartoony. It's it's for certain characters and I guess it might work. Like Wolverine will always just have to be more realism than just like cartoony. Because he's just I don't know, to me just he could kill anybody. He's like the Punisher. You can't make the Punisher like this because the Punisher is just dark. See, and you one of those people who are like it has to be this way. It has to be that way. This is, and I'm a traditionalist too. Yeah. I hate that they took the underwear off Superman. Right? I, I can understand the industry changing, um, designing costumes differently, telling stories differently, coloring differently. You know, doing all kind of different stuff. But I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I love Marvel because they allow for new artists and creative teams to come in and play with style, put sensibility on there, and come up with new uh, ways of telling it. Yeah. Um, if they didn't do that, you wouldn't have Spider-Man changing the way. He's been evolved. You know, I mean, after McFarlane yeah. got a hold of him and did the webbing all like crazy looking and shit, and, you know, just like grittier looking like art on it, all all detail. Before that, you couldn't, you you couldn't, you didn't have that. If like you know, Spider Man doing the crazy looking poses, legs all behind his head, you know, all, all flexible and shit. Yeah. Before McFarlane, it didn't look like that. Nobody was drawing it like that. So because of Marvel saying, you know, that fucking style is fresh and it fits for this character, it allowed for motherfucker to change the icon. And evolve the icon and make it look doper. The fact that Joe Madier was on X Men, it was like that shit was dope. You yeah. know, it had an anime style to it, big fucking cartoony. You know, like you know, hands and fists and proportions and muscles and everything. But it fucking was dope. He gave he gave it a a styling that was just so fresh and, and breathtakingly like of the of the moment in time. It was yeah, it, was it was necessary. It. Yeah. It's like when Jim Lee did it. You know, he's he like yo, I got he had he had the nice universal and timeless style yeah. that looks amazing uh, on X-Men. You know, it was just like hardcore, but it was like, you know, realistic, but not. But it's like, it's, you know, it's just like, it's just like, you know, if you look at Jim's style, <laughs> it's definitely like, he makes up his anatomy. He makes up things and he tricks it with light and shadow and everything, especially nowadays. He, he knows how to get it in and get it done. Oh, yeah, he's already like, you know, he's old, he's old hat on that shit. You know, yeah. when he was doing it back in the day, he was drawing the fuck out of those pages. He into the deadlines and shit, yeah. and the quality level. That was that's fucking unheard. A monthly at that level, big up to you, homie. That was the <laughs> shit. You know, for that long, yeah, like it had to be consistent, and, and it was amazing. But uh, the, the art styling, I love that it changes. DC doesn't really change too much on mine. Like they don't let they don't let too many people's in and, and, and allow chances to. Uh, flip the icon because I think it's a corporate it's a corporate thing yeah um, it's like you don't fuck with Superman's ass you don't fuck with how you draw his cape or his hair you don't fuck with certain things because they're like it's, it's gotta be drawn a certain way Batman's symbol is supposed to be drawn a certain way you don't fuck with that because it's copyright laws and stuff 
Um, so if an artist wants to get in and try to draw like some freshness on it, I'm, I'm gonna hit it up like this. There's no room for that, you know. You, you the lawyers say do it like this. Yeah, you so, gotta do it. You gotta do it. You know, and if you don't, then it's like you're not drawing that book. Yeah. But for Marvel, it's just like you know, we want to see you draw uh, Wolverine's hair, and he, you know, Sam Keith draws that shit long as fuck, and yeah. gives gives him a pot belly, and like you know, furry arms and shit, and giving like you know, a bear belly and shit. It's just like the way, the style that he drew him, it was like so like what the fuck is this. <laughs> But it's his interpretation of um, Wolverine, yeah. and Marvel allowed for that to happen, and thus it, it becomes a, a iconic way of flipping this character, keeping him interesting, evolving. You know, as opposed to saying you don't draw Wolverine's mask, you know, like this, you draw it like this. I'm like, you know, they say, yo, fucking draw Wolverine's mask, damn it, and make it look dope. And I love yeah. that. Well, that yeah, that's like with DC is I did I do like that. You know, you read a DC comic and it is it does look a little bit more real. Or not real, but as, it's as, not real. It's yeah, just, not not realistic, but like, uh, like it's hard to explain. Yeah. But you can tell if you read those kind of books. Read a, pick up almost was, any DC book, and any Marvel book, and just look at the side by side comparison of the art. And DC pretty much will always stick with that art. Yeah, they do. It's, it's that kind of art, like the Watchmen art. It's like the they go for uh, more of a realistic, um, like, like like this book right here. Yeah, I'm looking at the Deathstroke number seven, DC Universe Rebirth. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just like the art, the, the who's who's the the writer and who's the artist. The artist. It says it says a priest for the story uh, breakdowns by Larry Hama. Dope. Pencils by Carlo Pagliana. Pag yeah Pagliana. Pagliana. Sorry if I'm fucking up your name, brother. You know, <laughs> bought your book. Shit was dope. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like their style like, is more it's more cinematic. They're trying to go like DC is like we we want that shit to be cinematic. We're trying to go for more of a realistic. Well, it was always darker, right? That's new like, school though. That's not, nowadays well, DC's yeah. books are, are more darker because what they did they they tried to modernize and bite off a little bit of a uh, you know Wildstorm, uh, which was Jim Lee's comic book company that was absorbed into DC. Once they absorbed that, it they they became a little grittier they just they, they just wanted reasons to be not be your granddaddy's comics they were trying yeah. to so hard to break away from the underwear of the outside of the superheroes outfits trying to break away from all that golden silver era so they just want to break away from it and be like you know not like that or pigeonhole down to that that they're just you know trying to go the opposite way we're going to go darker people can kill when, when was this that they did that though because it feels like 80s or like um no like 90s, 90s 90s like 2000s and shit you know i want to say like um 2000 well, let's see i'm talking about like with the new 52 because their whole purpose the whole 52 was like was, the, was to be darker the, to be grittier. darker the 52 was to be darker and grittier and try to be more relevant and get in new new and they were um, younger the, new the readers and stuff like younger, that right? they, they were just trying to say if we had superman and batman let's retell them what we do we'll make them younger Younger and darker. You know, instead of just saying, you know, instead of saying, you know, Superman is, he's the fucking immortal. Yeah. He can be whatever the fuck age you want to make him be. Just tell some dope ass Superman stories. They're like, we want to start fresh with the universe and make everybody young and coming into their powers. And it's just a retelling. And so, <laughs> and so like, you know, our, you know, DC's way of trying to figure out what the audience wants to see, what they want to be into, how they think they that Superman should be, Wonder Woman should be, how they think that the character should be told nowadays. Yeah. And so they ran that way. They went that, that that walk and found out that motherfuckers don't want an emo Superman. Right. They, don't want, they want Superman to have morals. They want Superman to be, you know, knowing what's up with him, confident and all that shit, not getting angry over dumb shit or whatever, or just, you know, being a little too hardcore and shit. I'm like, we want him with Lois Lane. We want 
We want, we want what we, we want the classic shit. Yeah, you want what you used to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I said, the outfit, the fact that Superman's new outfit to me just, I hate the way it looks. I just, <laughs> I hate that he doesn't have the underwear. I hate that his boots are dark blue and he has his silver cuffs and shit. And it's like, I just, it just looks like his belt looks alien. It doesn't look, it doesn't look functional. It just looks like, why is it there? Yeah. And I know that when I did my redesign of the Superman outfit and I just put the belt on him, I had, had it more thicker, but it's just like, it just does it's, what they're it's doing. no reason, right? It just has no purpose, really. It's, it's like, like I can say, if it was more of a symbol, if it was more of a functional thing, if it was, if it, if if it was a design thing, you know, if it, it's just like, it's just like a leftover remnant or something. It's just like, oh, this is we're gonna use this much and let it let it, it ride. It'd be better if at least like you threw in a joke there and be like, why do you wear the belt? Like, oh, it's to hold my pants up. You know, just <laughs> something. Just like it just. If it was more of a symbol, like I would like to take a redesign, a stab at the redesign of it. Um, but like I said, DC was just so hardcore trying to get rid of the things that made them them that that forced them to be the new 52. That forced them yeah. to, to, you know, realize that was not what it do and then do Rebirth again. You know, I'm like, well, But they're doing better now in the Rebirth. I mean, because yeah, they're going just... back because what they should have did in the first place was just stick to their fucking original characters and tell better stories. Don't try to put a million and one books out. Just shorten, yeah. shorten up the books. Put better quality writer and artists on. Put better teams on the books. Yeah. And don't put out a fucking a, a bunch of nothing books. Put out the, the main books that make sense, and then like the other books that fucking deserve a chance, yeah. and, and get them out there. But make sure that you give the, the writing teams, the, the the art teams, proper chances to tell the fucking story. You know, and let them do the thing, and give them chance to got to to tell the story, to uh to to fresh out the icon, not out of ego, but out of respect. You know. But don't throw away your old school history too. Like I said, now now that across the board they're like no underwear on the, on the outside of your characters. What if you got a dope ass character that that's just how he's designed? You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants to be a throwback to the old school shit, and he got fucking underwear on the outside of his outfit, and he fucking kicks ass, and you and you love him, and you want to be down with him and shit. But you're saying no, you got to change that. Yeah. I'm like you know, like for me, I prefer Marvel because Marvel wouldn't say they'd be like, yo, that motherfucker has underwear on his side. It worked. Fuck it. <laughs> you know it works it works it works it works you know what I mean just like you know just but I mean not to say that they didn't change their characters they as did well. like they, Cyclops they... has gone through many changes many changes he had the underwear outside true um, Wolverine, Wolverine did too true he, he had the underwear outside um, but like, a lot of them did but they got changed the difference, but, but, but it wasn't like the difference forced between, right but the difference between DC characters and Marvel characters like the X-Men and Superman and, and whatnot, so forth is Superman Wonder Woman Aquaman Batman Flash, they're icons. They're icons to the point where they're like gods. They're deities. There's the icon of the strongest man ever, Superman. Likewise for the woman, Wonder Woman. You get the fastest man in the world, Flash. You have the richest and like you know most high tech toys and shit in the world, Batman. You know what I mean? Aquaman, King of the Sea. You know there's certain things that just you don't fuck with because they're established as these are their uniforms like police officers yeah they're going to work this is what they're wearing you go to the gym you're wearing a fucking certain outfit you're not going to the gym in a, in a three-piece suit <laughs> you go into the gym in your sweatpants you put on your uniform your, yeah, your, your, your gym your uniform gym marvel's shit is like you know you have a cyclops he was a student at the xavier school and then after he graduates you get a new uniform so i can understand him getting new uniforms yeah. for mine when he had the classic one where it's just a yellow underwear the yellow visor the the, the Buccaneer yellow boots and shit with the fucking yellow gloves. I love that outfit. It yeah. was classic. I was like, that shit is dope. So then like when they switched it and he went to X, X Factor and it was like um, a big yellow X. It was still blue, 
with a big yellow oh, yeah, X yeah, across one. it. I was just like, that's yeah. bold and fucking fresh. That shit is dope. That's still, that's like another level to his graduation. I can fuck with it. Him yeah. and his team, you know, we're still X-Men. We got the uniform, but we got the uniform team, different colors we, for individuality. And then we fucking like, you know, we're still, it's still a team and we're still out here. These are uniforms and shit. I like, that makes sense and I can fuck with it. So when they did make changes to it, it was subtle. It was like, you know, uh, after uh, Age of, not Age of, um, Fall of the Mutants, they still kept the X, but they had like, you know, uh, lines going down the arm and down the legs that connects to the X. So I was like, all right, they still got the X, but they just, you know, they're still evolving the costume. Still iconic, still fresh, still recognizable, still unique. I fucks with. Well, he has a new costume now too. The, and this one, the whole, this like red suit with the X on his face. Design with the Chris Pacello, which is dope. You know what I mean? It was very iconic. Um, it's just like Jim Lee did an iconic outfit yeah. on it. You know what I mean? Pacello did the, the latest one on it. Um, like Cyclops has had many outfits over the years, and it's been okay. Um, because he's gone through different evolutionary stages in his life, so I'm like, I can believe it. I can be, I can fucks with it. I still love, you know, his, his uh, first outfits and X Factor outfit first. Yeah. I love those for mine, but I, I can understand it and be down with. It. I can ride with it. But Superman's is like, you fucking with Superman. You fucking with Wonder yeah. Woman. You fucking with the, you know, Wonder Woman. I can understand her having like more of a, a Roman Grecian warrior. You know, uh, garb. I can fuck with that. Aquaman, he can change his up. You know, he can't get a C. You know, yeah. he long as it's the same color scheme and shit. You know, if they have the symbol, it's all good. Supermans, you do not fuck with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Batman. Batman's been Batman can evolve. The time, they changed Batman's up because of the video game. Once the video game, they're like, well, for the video game, we're going to fucking put well, armor even, and all this other shit. before that, like, I mean, in the comics, Batman has gone through many different costumes. He has, but they always came back to the original like design. Like, they, they would go to blue, they'd go to black, the blue Batman, the black Batman. That's coloring. Or... That's like that's like leather or blue cotton. But, but, it, it but it's still like, the same like design. Yeah. Still, he still had the, the utility belt, the bat symbol on his chest, the cow, whether they're long ears or short ears, and the cape. Yeah. So it's just like, bam, bam, bam. It's like either it's gray in black or blue in black or you know real dark but it's just like it's it's that color scheme and the costume ain't changed that much when they put in in the video games when they started putting like knee pads very militaristic uh armor yeah you know carbon meshing in the in the seams and shit rivets and bolts um, yeah, that was the nolan movie that's when he first started introducing that and then like the movies or the games came out and the games made it more like Mechanical, like pretty. Yeah. They were badass, though. It was. It, it makes sense. It, was. They it makes sense with, because that's what Batman would need it's in the functional. real world. And it's like so that's why you. That's why you can accept Batman's costume changing yeah. and him losing the underwear makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. And him losing the underwear it only makes sense if he's going to garb and gear up with all that fucking like technical military shit. Well, what about Superman? Iron Man? Iron Man, his, his armor evolves. Yeah. I can understand that too. So his armor is supposed to, he's supposed to check, his costume is supposed to change over the years too. That's fine. Like Wolverine, his costume can change over the years too. You never really noticed though with Wolverine because his costume always kind of stays the same. Uh, well, I put like you this. noticed the it was, it was the blue and black one originally with the whiskers and shit on it. Yeah. And then it's like it went to just yellow and um, brown. Black, yellow and black. When he, when, he joined, when he joined the X-Men officially is when he got rid of the cat whisker mask. Really? Right? Because when we, when he fought the Hulk, he had the little 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 uh, ear things on his uh, cow, and it's like the little whiskers. If you look, it'd be like the little whiskers on his mask. Gotta check for <laughs> that shit. But then when he hooked up with Xavier, uh, he changed his mask, and it was just the yellow outfit with the black with the black tiger stripe stripe. Yeah. His classic one. So then after that, he went and did the the brown and tan 
during the eighties, I want to say, and that he ran that for a and long he time. Yellow... He did that for a long time, and that was like it's like if you were into. Um, I like that one. That one was bad. That was dope. You know what I mean? It was like dope. That shit's dope. That's like a, a costume design. Yeah. And they ran it, and it fit, and it made sense, and that's a lot of that's a lot of people recognize Wolverine as. And he had like it was brown underwear on the outside with the tan leggings and shit. Yeah. You know, but then um, they redesigned them and brought back the yellow costume. Yellow and blue, right? The yellow and blue yeah. and everything. And he had the underwear, I think, on the outside again or no? I think the no. Yellow, they, the yellow underwear? Yeah, and I think I think they got rid of the uh, yeah, the blue underwear when he got back in the yellow and they gave him like the like the jumpsuit. He's been I wearing the jumpsuit. With the belt. I think he still had the underwear. Well, or am I think I'm probably thinking of the cartoon. That's the cartoon the, because they the cartoon. all had their underwear. In the cartoon, they had they still were doing the classic underwear on the outside. Even Magneto, remember Magneto still had their little underwear outside yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like I said, there's certain characters like 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 when Jim Lee drew Magneto with the underwear on the outside. Yeah. That shit was just hardcore. So, and that's a testament to the artist and the story that's going on. If you're telling a fucking dope-ass story and you can draw the fuck out of the fucking shit you're supposed to be drawing, yeah. you don't give a fuck if you got underwear on the outside or not. You make that shit look dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just looks good. You just make it look you dope. Really and you don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, that nigga rocking some, some, some bloomers on the outside, but that shit is dope. You know? Yeah. That's why when you make a corporate decision, like, no underwear on the outside... It just it, it's a level of like shackle on the creative creative juices. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna be able to do anything and everything. I wanna shine on the tap the, the gods to, to give you the fucking grace with this artwork. And if I and I can't re- you know, limitations. Well, of- yeah, it's, it's still a business, it's a corporation, so you know you gotta play by the rules and it sucks True. because you have the ideas but True, but, but the- fuck that. Yeah, but I, you I know. just wanna be able to fucking draw incredible shit. And and, and have fun with this. So when you read the book or you're picking up the art yeah, you, you can feel what the fuck I'm feeling. You know, the day I'm drawing well, good, you can feel that shit. That's what Image Comics is for. You know what that <laughs> because, is? Because uh, that's the way I see it, man. It's pretty much like, you got like your Mark Millar and you got your, uh, you know, pretty much everybody, Rick Rander, everybody who've done Marvel, a lot of people who've done uh, like DC oh, and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And, so you know, and, and they do their Batman, they do their Superman, but then they go to uh, Image. They play the game. They go to Image and then, damn, dude, they come out with some amazing ass stories. Because, like, you, like, know, because you, you can do all that stuff, right, whatever right, right, you want. Right. Creativity, all that shouldn't creativity, be, you know, should, shouldn't be limited. You yeah. know, it should be like you know, and, you, you know, get the juices out. Todd McFarlane and his all his glory. <laughs> he, you know? he lets them do whatever they want. You know, he owns Image. He he is Image. Well, he's running he, Image right now. It's been different people. Like he's one of the fathers yeah. that, that helped spur it. Like I said, Spawn, uh, Wildcats. Uh, uh, Cyber Force, Savage Dragon, you know, Sh- uh, Shadowhawk, all those, you know, Youngblood, all those were like, you know, Marvel artists who left Marvel and was yeah. like, we're about to fucking do our own shit. So they hooked up with Malibu Comics and formed, uh, who was the publisher at that time, and formed Image Comics and allowed them to like put out their own ideas. So that's how you get such amazing, you know, new storytelling and new art visuals in the industry because of those those cats doing their thing and saying, yo, you can't tell us what to do. You've been telling us what to do for too damn yep. long. And it's like, you know, there's so much more out there and you're just stifling the process. So and you got to get out the way now. It's crazy because Marvel and DC should see how that pays off for Image. And they should be like, you know what? We'll, we'll let that happen. Not to say that they don't have their little, like they have Dark Horse. DC has their Dark Horse. DC has those other little, like, what are the smaller publishers, I guess, that will let you do that kind of stuff. Marvel has their Max series, which is a little more adulty. You they know, all like, have those, which is like, yeah, which they, they have that. But those aren't like a lot of people aren't buying those as they are buying like the regular Superman or the regular Batman or something that Image is doing. Because no, they have, they, have, they, have, they have, but they do have their cult followings. They're like, oh yeah, like, they do. Like the Sandman, 
through Vertigo or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, that, that yeah, has that a cult amazing. following, you know, like that's ridiculous. I'm sure like the Punisher, I'm sure the Punishing books don't really sell off the racks, but it's like they have a core following that probably like likes that shit. Well, the Punisher is always just violent either way. A Max series for the Punisher is just like more ultra violent, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> which is which for mine is like. Like, all right, they need the place for that. Yeah. You know, never you think a comic should be about uh, mainstream. It should be about everything. That's why you like yeah. so much of the image books. Because they're like, oh, they allow you to do whatever the fuck you want. It's for me, because I, you know, would love to write a comic or just write any kind of story. You should just write it. Just, I would, yeah. Just write one. Yeah, I know. But I, like I said, I would love to do it with image because image would just let you do whatever you want. You, but the thing is, see, like, see, the thing about image and people, you know, like, there's rules to this shit. You got to have at least oh, three no, yeah. books done um, to fuck with image. You know what I mean? So if you're sitting there like, I want to write. And no, I'm just, I'm just and saying. And creativity, creative-wise, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Um, no doubt. You got a story that's fresh or you, you're capable of telling a dope story, putting a spin on something, then don't. You know, they'll give you the chance and opportunity like, you know, to, to put that out there. But you got to have at least this many issues. Um, they own this much of the property. Yeah. And whatnot and so forth. So, like, you know, it's... Oh, it's still it's a business, like, yeah, but business it's it's, uh, it's like a business with a little bit more freedom than you would with the other two. Yes, so it's like, yeah, and it's like... And that's where I would want to go if I'm like barely starting with create like so much creative, like creativity in my mind. Yeah. I would go to him and just because they would let me do all that, you know? You think so, you're that fresh? No, yeah. <laughs> Not to be cocky, but yeah. Hey, you gotta be cocky. If you, I put like this, you ask me some cocky shit, like, Yo, you think you can draw? Yeah, hell yes, I can draw. Yeah. You think you're better than so I know where I stand. Yeah. I'm better than that motherfucker. Or I'm, you know, I know this motherfucker's better than me. Yeah, I know, that's, that's I, the only way you get better. You know I, mean? yeah. I, I know where I, where I stand amongst my peers and shit. I've been doing it long enough to be, you know, I can say I'm cocky about certain yeah. things. I know what the fuck I did, didn't do. <laughs> you know, I know what I can draw and, and can't draw. You know. Yeah. You know, fuck that shit. Well, before we forget, um, I just want to say the people who made the Death of X book, the writers was it Charles Soule and yeah. Jeff Lemire, mm -hmm. the, the penciler is Aaron Cruden. Cruder and Javier Garin. So, what you gonna say to them? They're, hey, they're you, not big, you bigging them up or what? Those guys? The passengers uh, are the writers. Well, you just tell him. You just you just say how you feel, son. You and then the, and then the inker, it. you know, the inkers. You, you gotta give them to the inkers and the colors, man. It's Jay Lurston, Javier Garin again. The colorist is Mari Harwell and J. David Roberts. Just so <coughs> people know who are who's putting who's their doing what? blood, sweat, and tears into that. this I stuff. I feel that. You know, and I can't even some, some people read them and they don't even like they don't check. The they don't, they don't, they don't think about it. Like yeah. they just think, oh, it's just a they, comic book. Yeah, they, they don't know the people they actually see, doing oh, the shit. Oh, it's X Men. I'm gonna get X Men. They don't see the person behind Who's it. Behind, they, the team behind yeah. it. No doubt. Like it, when I first was getting into comics, I it took me. I was 10 years old reading comic books forever. That's when I wanted to decide. That's when I decided to well, I'm gonna be a comic book artist. Yeah. But I didn't know how comics were made. I didn't know other than Georgia. I was just a little kid reading books and shit. It didn't click in my head that people make this shit. I'm like, yep. oh, there's somebody who draws this shit. And then there's somebody who inks this shit. Yep. What is that? Like making it black and white? And then there's someone who colors it. And then there's somebody who edits it. Like, what is this shit? And I'm trying to figure this shit out. And I'm like, I can do this shit. I want to do this <laughs> shit. I'm like, at first I thought it was like a machine. That's a, yeah, me too. Some type of like, you know, I, like, but what type of machine does this? Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Advances image, in technology. You know what I mean? Computers, they're fucking dope. Where they're just like, yeah, we're going to... Uh, make a machine that makes comic books yeah. and they're just dope. And I'm just like, 
and different styles of art, yeah. different forms of coloring, it can, and just can write the shit. Just it's like some baddest computers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, they put one on the net. She got racist in like a couple hours. So I'm like, what the fuck? You know? So yeah, it's, once you realize there's a team behind the books, you can appreciate them better. You know, like once you realize what 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 it's for. Yeah. You know, like I say, it's it's a form. It was a form of cheap entertainment back in the day. You know, it was like you know. Read your comic book. You know, you roll it up in your pocket. You know, put yeah. it in your back pocket. You can trade them with your homies and shit. You know, what's what's so so doing now in these adventures and shit. It just now they become big business and they're like you know collectible and everything else. And and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It's the evolution of everything. Bring it on. You know, I I, I love it. I love comics. I'm, I'm gonna keep on loving comics. Yeah. Um, uh, even, even when the companies keep fucking <laughs> fucking up keep fucking it up like I said back in the day like Marvel would just be like you know our mission is to get these fucking books out they, yeah. they weren't worried about trying to do big you know year long pushes and, and like marketing campaigns and all this other dumb shit they're just like yo Captain America gotta get his ass out get this book done X-Men coming out get the book done yeah. who's, who's the team let's get it done it was consistent you can be like you know this is issue like th- 371 or 400 and so and so that means there's been 400 many issues yep. that came the fuck out and hit the stand and I'm like that's all that continuity all that lore all, all the consistency that made comics incredibly dope incredibly fun incredibly marketable that's why I collected comics but when they started changing them up and being like you know oh <clears throat> This ain't working. We need to fucking reset the whole universe. We need to start off with a whole list of number ones again. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. Aye, aye, aye. You know? And then uh, what the next issue that we have, you're holding in your hands. How Civil War It's II? what I, I don't like what? is Civil War Two. when I just think, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a great story, but I just think it should have just ended with Civil War One. Like, I hate when they do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. when they're just Secret Wars and then Secret Wars Two, and then they'll right. bring back... Like the Infinity Gauntlet, and then right. you know, I'm pretty sure they've already done it, or they. Right. It's I hate. It, it feels like no originality. Yeah, it just pisses um, me off because it's like the, how they're doing it now is how you mentioned. They're waiting a whole year for the whole freaking well, run to just well, end. Well, I, I will say when this: it can just end quicker. True, but like I think for me, and this what this is is um, you forgot that they just reset the whole universe. Yeah. So with that in mind, they're taking everything that was marketable and fresh. And, re- and repackaging it. And I so, hate that. Well, that's that's just what they do. DC does it. Marvel does it. And it's like there were stories that were that, that came out of the con- old school continuity that were so incredibly hard hitting, relevant, dope, yeah. you know, necessary that they're like, you know what? That's we legally own that, and like you Let's know, do it, more. we'll do more of it because we're doing a reboot. We're just like you know, we'll, we'll do that and retell it our way. So like Secret Wars going off, it's like it was it was nothing like the original Secret Wars. Oh yeah, know? no. But the retelling that it's, they it's did, still, it still contains some of the the things, the elements. Yeah, it contains it contains some of the elements like a patchwork world. The Beyonder the made, Beyonder, a, made yeah. a patchwork world and put all the superheroes on it and had them fight. So then it's like Doom. Uh, having like beyonder like powers made a patchwork world out of the out of the uh, past realities out of the ultimate out, world out of the all, all of the all of the old best working storylines in the marvel universe and made a patchwork world like age of apocalypse the ultimates and uh, like inferno like all these yeah. different storylines and kept and put them all in a patchwork world and then like had them doing their thing Made it where they can't interact with each other and shit. And then, you know, while Marvel, like, you know, tells that storyline, it, it, it launches it into a whole new universe that's, like, singular. Yeah. You know, which is, like, we're going to get rid of all of our, multi, you know, 
Marvel uh, universe, so and so and so and so, all the different Spider Verses, all this other shit, and just make one singular universe. And I'm like, I don't know why they keep doing, <laughs> saying yes we do, no we don't, yes we do. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, whatever I, sells, man. That's, that's I guess. Large. But it's like from that, you you know, they're like, oh, what are we gonna do now? Well, we're gonna do Civil War. Why are we gonna do Civil War? Well. It works when you when you can make uh, readers pick a side. Yeah, you know, like you know, the original Civil War was just like we gonna make motherfucker. You on Captain America's team side Cap, team or, or Team Iron Man? And it's, and it's like it's like ooh, they're realizing that you if you can tell an epic story or a, a universe spanning story that makes the reader have to pick a side. That's money. That's like with the Squirrel Invasion. Yeah. It, it was like you don't know who's a squirrel and who's not. That one was badass. That was badass. I, that I was the first time. That, that was the first time they were telling a story that. Made you think retroactively, you know, where you like you couldn't trust anybody. You're like, <laughs> you can trust. Like, how long yeah. have you been here? Yeah, yeah. you know, you who are you? Not? You know, how long have you been here? And like, when did you get assimilated? It's like, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, you know, are you eating rats? What's going on? Is V? What's going on? You know, like it, it. It made you think, like, wow, what the fuck, man? So, um, you know, stories like that make you have to pick a side. Make you have to like, you know, think. And those are really, really dope feeling. Yeah, as a reader, reading it. Being wow, being like, oh my god, who who who's a squirrel, or, or or who's with the good guys, who's with the bad guys? It makes you think about your character and your team and the, and the icon that you love for so long on a whole different level. It makes you doubt them. It yep. makes you, it makes you it makes you have to pick a side. And it's like that's such great storytelling. And they're just trying to capture that again with this shit. It's just so obvious this time. Yeah. Because we <laughs> we you you name it the same thing and do the same thing. It's such an obvious, you know, You're just throwing, throwing a couple new elements. And new elements and shit. Like, you have Inhuman who can tell the future. And, like, you've had characters that can tell the future before. There was not this big hoopla before. Yeah. And, like, you know, Destiny could do that shit, you know, from the X-Men. Well, who's, you know, who's the team behind Liz? Because I know right off the bat it says Bendis right on, uh, yeah, right on the well, cover. Probably Bendis. You know, yeah. Brian Michael Bendis, he's Marvel's big guy. Yeah. He, he's dope. No yeah, doubt. he is. He's. I'm not. I'm not knocking him down. He's. He's a great freaking writer. Who is it? Brian Michael Bendis was on the writing, yeah. and uh, David Marquise. David Marquise, artist. artist, and Justin Ponzer on the coloring tip. Shout out to Justin. He's a wildstorm on Numlot. Uh, a Numlot. Uh, I can't even say this shit now. A Numlot. <laughs> yeah, got it. You know, we all, we go back in the days. I remember when he came uh, into the uh, studio of the colorist. Big up, homie. Much success to you. Let's explain the cover though. That way, it's a nice cover. I well, like see, it. They had, who's, it looks who's good. On, who's it, on the cover? Hold on. They, they, they isn't been, that Ulysses? Oh, the character. Yeah, yeah, the co- yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the no. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's been hanging out with uh, Karnak from the Inhumans. So he's been like face painting and all this other shit and meditating and and um getting 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 uh, into a whole new steez. But the cover artist is by Marco. I can never pronounce his last name. What is it? Did your did oh, your did you did you did you Marco we're, we're like we're, I'm sorry we're murdering your name did you Vic did you Vicky we'll call him did you Vicky yeah Marco did you Vicky we'll say it that that's probably, probably right it's probably, you probably <laughs> once you relax you probably said it correct <laughs> but uh yeah the cover is dope like I said it's like I know that he it's the same dude. I think he's, he used to do paintings. He does a lot of paintings. Really? I think. Yeah, it looks like a painting. Like it looks nice. Like, no, this, like, this is this is this is line art and then and then um, digital coloring. Yeah. But the composition is dope. Like I said, you got a uh, uh, Ulysses hooded hooded in the back, looking all hardcore. City in the background, like it's all destruction. And Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel holding up Iron Man's body, like they just got in a fight, and she kicked his ass. 
So instead of uh, Captain America, it's her, Miss Marvel, and Tony Stark. Like, well, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So this, so, this, so now they flipped it where before it was like Tony Stark was on the government's team and um, Captain America was the underground. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, Tony's a sellout, blah 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 blah, and that's what that was. This time, it's like Captain Marvel is with the government, oh, and yeah. she believes like you know she has the power to uh, you know to enforce her beliefs, and she's like, well, if you have a motherfucker who can tell the future. You know, right here, you need to use them. You, yeah. you know, we need to be locking up people uh, who he predicts will be doing crimes in the future. So we ain't got to, you know, take them off the street early. And, and, and Tony's like, it's fucked up to be taking people off some he say, she say. Yeah. Why would you do that? You know, and, you know, that's how the beef is right there. So whose side are you on? Are you on, Are you down for like, yeah, lock them up before they might do something bad? Yeah. You know, you know, stop and, stop and frisk. <laughs> right. You yeah. know. Or are you on some like you know like, like let them get? That was pretty much what they were doing in the first one, like what they were talking about in the first Civil War, like you know, how uh, first Captain America of, first was Civil kind War of opposed was, to all that. First Civil War was like register. Yeah, it was a register, was like, but then it was also like what comes after the register, like well, what was, are we gonna do? Right, what are we gonna do with you? But not only that, Captain was like in the first <clears> one was like, look, you need to respect these people who go out there every day and risk their lives to help other people's. Yeah. You know, some, some of them have identities that they need to keep secret. These people are doing it for free. They're, they're, not, doing, they're not gaining anything. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even like, you know, like it's like that thing for free or gaining. It's like the type of character and example that they set for our society. It should be, you know, exemplified and yeah. fucking upheld. Not, you know, vilified and like, you know, treated as illegal. So, you know, he's like, look, I support somebody going out there and trying to like help your fellow man, you know, masked or unmasked, and yeah. you shouldn't have to register. And, and and um Tony Stark was like, you should register, so we'll know exactly, you know, what we're, up, you know, what the government has to deal with, how to categorize you, so we'll know what we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, you know, Nitro being uh, a character who can explode up, upon command, he blew up a school uh, and, and killed, you know, uh, yeah, he kills a bunch of kids, a bunch of kids, a bunch just of... for like a TV show because yeah. they're like TV show superheroes, and they go they're against a villain super... who is like stronger than him. The new, the new, new warriors were shooting a TV show, like a reality TV show, yeah. and we're trying to like beat up villains um, and catch, catch the villains off guard while they're just at the house chilling with their feet up. And so they call, you know, Nitro and his group um, while they were chilling with their feet up, and yeah. like. And, and corner Nitro, and Nitro blew up a fucking Stanford school. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? School. It's like that scene in um, Point Break when uh, Keanu, when they break into the house and they stop all the rednecks. Oh, yeah. So that's a pretty much how it was. Like, they're just chilling, and then the superheroes come in, but yeah. he blows up, and yeah. he kills a bunch of kids. Yeah. And because of that, they start the mute, uh, not the mutant, but the hero registration. The hero registration act and everything. That made you have to pick and a it side. And it's on issue seven. Uh, I'm guessing next month is the final one, unless they bust yeah. some shit and just no, throw out I think, a number nine. I think they were trying to, I think Marvel was trying to do, tell the whole storyline um, in line with um, all the new books and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, just, I, I don't, it's hard to tell really where they're going with stuff, um, but they're like, you know what, we're going to stretch this out to an eight issue miniseries. And um, when you're reading it, the kicker in the ass is like you're reading it and you're like, all right, what's going on? Yeah. I'm down with this, this storyline, you know, it's, it's interesting, it's self-contained. Why are they really like, you know, fighting what's going on? And then you find out that Captain America has been pulling the strings, you know, because Captain America is a, a Hydra agent now. Yeah. Because he's been re, re His uh, mind was reimagined. messed with by Red Skull. No, I think he was like, I don't think it was just his mind. I think he was re um Created yeah. by the Red Skull using the Cosmic Cube because the Cosmic Cube became sentient 
um, and wanted to like you know go back to familiar hands, which was the Red Skulls from back in the day. Yeah. They wanted to do something to try to please him, um, and the way to please him was to take his oldest enemy and convert him to his will, which was Captain America becoming a Hydra agent. So that's how that came about. Um, and then you find out that once Captain America found out that Ulysses, the uh, the future visioning um, inhuman, has these visions. Captain America had a way to fuck with those visions, trying to see if these visions were infallible or not. Can you manipulate them? And so he's been manipulating certain scenarios and giving him Ulysses false visions. All right. So that's so if you don't know about that, yeah. you're reading this other story like, oh, this is what maybe this is all it is. But then there's this extra fucking tidbit of fucking story over here in the Captain America books, yeah. which ain't nobody really fucking with because he's a Hydra agent. Don't, yeah, you not, don't not get a lot it. of people like that. Right. Yeah. So you're not fucking, you, you don't get it. But then, like, once you hear it, you be like, oh. It all makes sense. So it all makes sense now. So it's like, why the fuck is Marvel doing? They probably have a bigger picture going on. Hopefully. Have, hopefully. But it's just like, if you don't know that or get that, you just, you don't get it. You're missing a big, you're missing a big color out of the rainbow. Yeah. You know, how yeah, the fuck? A big chunk out of the You know, if, if red's out of the color, rainbow, you, you go from yellow to orange, where's red? You know yeah. I mean? Like, you're missing a big chunk of something. <laughs> don't feel right. Well, the last uh, comic we have right here is called Brother Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never read this one. I've never heard of it. JJ, you you know this. Um, Explain I'm, I'm, it. Listen, um, the dictator, a discipline, Bro- brother man, is an old school comic book. Um, I saw it in my comic shop. I was I was talking about it with my homegirl Marilyn from on Comics Ground, um, and I was like, "Yo, remember brother man?" Da da da. She's like, she had she came across some um, and he put them aside for me. Yeah. And it's an old school comic. Independent publisher, Big City Comics, um, back in the day, and uh, I don't know the artist's name. I'm trying to find it, but um, back in the day when this book came out, it definitely caught some attention because it was like it was a black character, black yeah. creators putting out an independent black book of quality. The artwork was dope. Um, the character himself was like you know. It kind of had a brown hornet type vibe from Fat Albert in the game. Yeah. If you remember the cartoon, um, but it's like you know, Brown Hornet was a character, a superhero character that was outer space, and Bill Cosby as a superhero. Yeah. Um, that was a cartoon that the Fat Albert in the game, which was a cartoon, yeah. used to watch in their show. The cartoon within the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like this character, Brother Man. He kind of had that type of vibe with his costume and stuff so he's a superhero he's a superhero okay. he's a different he's urban he's like but it's like i don't think he had powers i think it was more like a dude dressed up you know with a hoodie and like uh with some some locs. Some more like batman kind of like batman but he definitely had a costume it's like i'm on the hunt for trying yeah. to find the old school issues one two and whatnot and so forth but she had issue seven an issue um where's the other issue i think it's still in the stack uh what, three? Issue number three or something like that. How many does it have? Well, I don't know. At least seven. Yeah. <laughs> this is seven, so I don't know if... The, if I think in the back it said eight, right? Um, Sketches of Sinister Brother Man. That's if it came out. Some people put, like, coming soon, but probably didn't finish it. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I got to find out. But like I said, I love the artwork. I love the uh, the style. And like I said, um, I, I never got the chance to read them back in the day. Yeah. 
um, my sensibility and styling had to appreciate and mature to be able to appreciate an independent book. Back then, I was strictly Marvel. Yeah. I was like, Marvel, fuck DC, fuck everybody else, unless you're doing something that's really, like, incredible to me. And that's the same with, like, almost every comic reader is, you know, you go through that phase. Yeah. Where you're just like, you evolve as a reader as well, you know, because you try out read more stuff. You don't just, I mean, some people just stick to Marvel, DC, they just stay there. I try to go all around because there's a lot of stuff that's come out out of, you know, not even uh, image, like, other places that have had it, Omnipress, like oh, they, yeah. they're good. The Six Gun is an amazing read, man. Like the colorist is Crabtree, Bill Crabtree from mm-hmm. Invincible. He's out. Uh, Colin Bunn, I believe, is the writer, mm-hmm. and um, I forget the name of the artist, but he's freaking amazing as well. Yeah, like it's it's a uh, a lot of other uh, industries or not just but companies have good comics as well, but you know only people stick to Marvel, DC image as well but you know check them out everywhere their comics are great <laughs> you know like i said you never know where the flavor's coming from um not everybody gets a chance to be working with the the top top yeah you know peer tier people so you know you gotta give some people the chance see what's going on you never know where's gonna where that flavor's gonna come from well the last thing we wanted to do was uh we want to give you guys a little recommendation see if you guys want to start reading a comic or just don't know what to read um JJ, what do you recommend? <laughs> anything off I love, the top of your I love, head? I love how you, I love how you put, put brother on the spot. JJ, what you think? Hey, I'm like, man, oh, shit. Good uh, well, thing you hit me you, up earlier. If you need time, I'll, I'll no, say mine right no, now. I got it. I got it. Well, <laughs> one of the things I'm going to go into with uh, John Burns Next Men. Um, N-E-X-T Men. This is uh, after he did a long-ass run with Marvel and DC and everything. He was like, yo, I'm going to try to fucking... Uh, do my own book. Yeah. I, wanna, I think he tried to pitch it to, um, I don't know if it was DC or Marvel uh, first, but he tried to pitch it to like, the, the big two first and was trying to do like what a superheroes were in a real world. You know, what would it be like? Yeah. And the two big companies passed on it, but then uh, he got it passed through Dark Horse, which is under DC Comics. Yeah, it's still DC. But you know, but yeah. they're like, we can tell that shit over there. So he put out uh, John Byrne's Next Men. And for mine, I'm like, that shit is fucking burning. Like, like, excellent read. Um, shit, what are they? One, two, three, four, five, uh, like five, six, six uh, trades of stuff. Like six uh, collected editions of, of, like, hard to find, I'm sure. I don't know you can find them online or anything, but like I said, do the knowledge, do the research. You should Google John Burns Next Man. Uh, these, this team is dope. They, uh, <laughs> it's a circular story. <laughs> Like I was trying to explain yeah. earlier to show you that it's a circular story. There's an event that cat that kicks off in the future that um that that, that propels this this um not a Doctor Doom but like this type of character back into the past. And so in the past, he uses his influence from the future that to, to help spur the the technology and knowledge into uh, making superpowered beings. You know what I mean? So it's like this is what the the using his influences. This revolves around the the first group of people that evolve with powers, yeah. and what happens when they come out. And it's like um, they they were living in a, a holographic, uh, a holodeck type world through their whole programming and whole genetic makeup and, and, and birthing and shit. Yeah. And then it's like uh, one day that shit gets disrupted, and they actually have to they wake up into the real world with police after them and like in the military people after them and they're in a small town under you know like under this installation and shit and they get to the above ground and they have to deal with all this stuff and the truth about who they are what they do and how their powers evolve once exposed to the uh, air 
Yeah. Like real, instead of out of their containment fields, how their powers evolve even more in the real world, exposed to things. Like Superman, shit. huh? Like, like Superman. In this world, he has those certain powers. Right, 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 like right, that. right, right. So these cats, like that, like as an example, there's, there's a chicken here who uh, she's invulnerable, right? You know, what I mean, nothing can hurt her really. Yeah. But then this in the, in the real world, it's like her powers evolve, and it's like her, it's like it's to the point where it's like you know her her skin starts getting pale. Because it uh, it starts blocking out light. Yeah. She can't clip her fingernails, so she gets these long ass fucking like <laughs> indestructible claws and shit. Damn. It's like um, she was cause she was very like beautiful, vain, not vain, but like it's just 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 beautiful. But now because of this, how her powers are growing, she's she, she's changed into a different person. Yeah. She's, she's withdrawn more. She she covers up everything and shit. You know, what I mean, it's like it's just crazy. Like it's like when you think they're a certain way. They evolve and change into a way where you'd be like, "Oh wow, that's fucked up. That's a fucked up way that <laughs> your powers evolve." But it's, it makes you more. It make you're still useful. Yeah, it's just way the fuck evolve. It's like it's not practical in this in a real world yeah. setting. You know, you think like, "Oh, you have this power." It's not practical. It'd be like a. I don't know if you've seen that episode of Family Guy where they all get powers. Yes, and then make, it's like, yes. Meg's nails just get longer. Yes, He's like, you scratched yes, me. That yes, hurt. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> but it's like, it's it's like it's real good reading, character development, artwork. I will say this was like John Burns, um, bef- like after being at the big companies, doing, yeah. doing his own thing, putting that juice and flavor and fun into comics and shit. But it's like, it wasn't, it's like it was, it wasn't, since it wasn't mainstream, I don't think it was re- it wasn't received as well, and it, like before he could put his name on anything back in the day, and it was selling be like John Byrne doing so and so. This was the book that he put his name on something, did a solid bang and run, long run of it, and everything had its fan base, but the mainstream never really caught on to it. So then it was like he kind of got like eh, you know, like fuck it. He kind of got I think he got bitter and, de- and depressed or whatever about the industry. Uh, so when he came back into the industry, his artwork wasn't as strong. Yeah. Everybody was like, John Byrne, man, it's old school. Nobody's thinking about John Byrne, blah, blah, blah. And he's still trying to do some old school shit. And I'm like, this is a motherfucking, he's the god of comics. He's he's a beast. Right. You know what I mean? Y'all need to check for John Byrne's next men. It's it's amazing read. You will not be disappointed. I can't hype it up enough. Like, really. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try to get Josh to read it. This shit is dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. You, you better. <laughs> so what do you recommend? Um, well, mine is a little newer. It's from Mark Wade. It's called Irredeemable. Uh, the art by Peter Krauss, I believe that's how you say it. Um, the colors, Andrew Dollhouse, and cover by John Cassidy. Um, I know Krauss and Wade stick together for the whole run. I don't know if the other guys stay around. But the basically, the story is what would happen if Superman just decided to kill everybody instead of saving them? What would the Justice League do? Um, of course you have that Batman character, but Mark Wade does it in a way where it's not that simple, as simple as you think it would be. Right. Like right. how you think Batman could just kill Superman easily? Yeah, he probably can. But he sets it in kind of like a real world tone, mm-hmm. where it's like, you can, but it's kind of hard, because this man is very freaking like hard to kill. Right. So it, I think it spans 42 issues. Yeah. Uh, a great read. I, I hated that it ended, but I love the ending. I don't want to spoil the ending, but it is an homage to uh, DC, like mm. pretty much. Like not to DC, but more of uh, Joel they... Schuster and Siegel right. of uh, Superman guys. It's one of the people who created the archetype of Superman. Yeah, it's pretty much like a love letter to them, but like it's it. it's done amazingly. Like the art, the the writing, like I said, it's it I, I can't great. recommend it enough. It is an amazing read. Yeah, I love it. It's like I said, forty two or forty three issues. It's a short. You know, you're gonna. 
blow through it by like a weekend or depending on how fast you eat. That's a lot of reading. I wouldn't try to blow through it too quickly. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I like to stretch it out. I like to absorb the artwork, absorb the reading, marinate with the concept. Just let it all marinate. Yeah, it's just, just time to escape. And then the crazy thing is it's made by Boom Studios. So like like I said, one of those independent guys. No doubt. Uh, check them out, man. Irredeemable. Out. Mark Wade, Peter Krause. It's amazing. And on that note, we are done here, guys. Is it? <laughs> yep, it we is time. Uh, this has been I Am Comics Podcast, Episode 7. I'm Josh Casper. This is... JJ Kirby. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter under I Am, po- I Am Comics Podcast. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Fucking tongue twisters over here. Yeah, do something right for your life. Check us out. Tell your peoples. Go read your comic book. Keep this growing and, and knowing. I'll let your peoples. One love. Yep, guys. Keep that shit going. We all still need to read more. Comics are amazing. Give it a chance. All right, guys. Read on.